Ooh, today we are peeling back the curtain. We're going to talk about stuff that doesn't really get talked about because it either happens in a golf lesson or it doesn't get said enough or maybe the person you're taking lessons from is just too nice to say these things. Well, here's the deal. I'm not that nice and I'm going to give it to you real. No, I think um, it doesn't have to do with being nice or not nice. It has to do with being honest. Sometimes being honest is uncomfortable, um, especially if you know, you're know you teaching. I totally understand where you want a person to come back and see you. So it can be difficult to have conversations that are tough or more honest or so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, um, if you're a golf coach, I'm a golf coach. If my job is to help a person play better golf, there has to be a certain degree of honesty when that means we talk about things that are you know, maybe slightly uncomfortable. So that's what we're doing today. We're talking about the uncomfortable, nitty-gritty stuff that happens inside of a golf lesson. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Tim Connor. I'm a golf coach. That's all I do. You can see my golf academy behind me if you're watching this on YouTube. I teach golf all day long. That's what I do. So I get to be a part of plenty of these types of conversations. And today's uh, North Star is improvement making sure that we are on the path towards playing better golf, whether that path is slow and steady, whatever, it doesn't matter. What matters is that you are working towards your goals. Number one, when you're playing golf and you're not improving, okay, maybe you're plateaued for whatever the reason is. You're plateaued. You think it's for time. You think it's because your spouse doesn't let you play enough, whatever. I've heard all the excuses. doesn't matter. You're plateaued. That's the deal. Maybe you're not playing enough golf for fun. Many golfers, especially adult golfers, golfers that want to go out, go out and play better, every single time they go play, they're playing for their handicap. Basically, they just, every time they go play golf, they're trying to play their best. You can't play at your peak all the time. It just doesn't happen. It's not realistic. And especially if you're not balancing that competitive play with practice play or play for fun, you're never going to get better than your plateau because you're not doing the things you need to do to learn and trust maybe a new motion, maybe a new shot, maybe a new technique, maybe whatever the thing is that's keeping you from playing better golf, you're not doing that thing in your practice enough to learn to trust it when it matters. If you're trying to play golf at your highest level all the time, you cannot be actively working on something or learning something new or you just can't be playing your best all the time. That's why a PGA Tour player doesn't play 52 weeks in a row. And that's why they don't play seven-day-in-a-row golf tournaments. It doesn't happen because you wouldn't be able to perform at that level for that amount of time. Okay? So a good balance is maybe half of your play is to play your best. Half of your play is for fun. And when I say for fun, like, go play golf. You can keep score if you want, but don't put the pressure on yourself to go out and play your best. Be loose, be fun, like enjoy the time outdoors with people and peers that you enjoy being around. And this is your opportunity to work on things that are new, work on shots that are new, work on techniques that are new, all that stuff. So maybe you're not improving because you're not playing enough golf solely for fun. Ooh. This next one, I really, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. But it's real, and um, frankly, I'm surprised it doesn't get talked about more often. All the time we talk about 
shanks and we talk about shitty contact and we talk about hitting the thin, hitting the fat, so on and so forth. And we always attribute it to a swing thing. You casted the club or you didn't hold your leg or you swung too hard or you swung too soft or you didn't keep your head down, all that bullshit that you hear time and time again. Here's the thing. You can have, you can actually have a pretty poor golf swing, not that fundamentally sound, and still hit the middle of the club face with good hand-eye coordination. Hand-eye coordination is a skill that can't be taught. It can only be developed. And when I say that, I mean as a coach, as a person who teaches all the time, I can help a player facilitate their hand-eye coordination. I can give them drills. I can I can advise them to do things. But at the end of the day, you have to go do stuff that requires learning to hit things with sticks. That's what this is. Golf is a game of hitting the golf ball with a little stick and a, and a club. Like Hand-eye coordination is a way undervalued golf skill. All the time, uh, a player shanks the ball, they shanked it, and they, they give it some excuse. And yes, if your club face is open, you're more likely to shank it. Yes, if your swing path is outside in, you're more likely to shank it. But you can also not shank it by hitting the middle of the club face because you have what? Hand-eye coordination. Hand-eye coordination is a skill that you have to develop. If you want to be really, really good especially, you have to have great hand-eye coordination. There's a reason you can watch tour players go bounce the ball on their club face when they're on the first tee. Like They have elite amount of hand-eye coordination. And hand-eye coordination can be developed doing a variety of things. You can actually play other sports. You can play other... You know, you can play ping pong, you can play tennis, you can play anything where you're hitting something, developing your hand-eye coordination, but the best practice for you will be practicing golf and practicing your golf with feedback. So take your Dr. Scholl's foot spray, spray it on the club face and measure where you're hitting. Did you hit it on the toe? Did you hit it on the middle? Did you hit it on the heel? Same with your driver. Get that Dr. Scholl's out. They actually make dedicated... Um, club face spray, but it's basically just re resampled uh, Dr. Scholl's. It just leaves a thin white mask on your club, and then you can wipe that off when you're done. So use it, measure it, learn where the middle of your club face is, how you can hit the middle of the club face more often, and uh, that will only amplify all the, all the swing work you do, all the technique work you do, all that. It will only amplify all that stuff, and it will make you a more well-rounded player long-term, because that is, uh, that's what we're all about. No quick fixes, long-term, get you to where you want to be. That's the deal. Ooh, I think this podcast is getting uh, realer and realer as we're going. Um, this final piece I'm going to tell you about, um, this, is, uh, this is more than golf. This is, this is uh, personal development 101 kind of stuff. Kind of uncomfortable to talk about, but at the end of the day, myself, yourself, whoever self, wherever they are, if you're not getting better at the thing you desire to get better at, in, in for in this instance, golf, maybe in my instance, podcasting, if you're not getting better at that thing, you are the problem. I am the problem. So if my goal was to be the best podcaster in the world and I wasn't getting better at it, I'm the problem. Nobody else, nothing external, Nothing external will influence me in a way that will be the problem more than I'm the actual problem. I'm not doing the work. I'm not doing the preparation. I'm not practicing my craft. I'm not learning. I'm not honing my skills. Whatever that thing needs to be, 
at the end of the day, if you're not getting to where you want to be, taking a look in the mirror at the person looking back at you is um, is the reason you're not getting better at golf. Uh, I actually watched Creed the other day. I watched the movie Creed with my dad. And at one point, Rocky says to, uh, to Creed, young Creed, that, you know, see, see the man in the mirror? He is the person keeping you from, from winning your fight. Nobody else. Same goes for us as golfers or leaders or wherever we're at. If we're not getting to where we want to be, we have to say, hey, we haven't done the work. We haven't put the work in the right places. How do we reassess and, and replan and figure out how to get to where we want to be? Ultimately, all improvement falls on my shoulders, on your shoulders. And um, it's just an important mindset to have. It's, uh, it will help you more than you know the minute you accept that. And it, don't expect it to be just a black and white thing where it's like, hey, you're going to go to the range tomorrow and you're going to accept that everything's going to be on your shoulders. Uh, it takes time. It takes effort. And it, I would just treat it as like a continued growth mindset that when you approach learning something, you accept that that responsibility is on your shoulders and it will help you. Um, it'll help a lot. Now, with that said, people like your golf coach can um, can facilitate your learning. Your YouTube can facilitate your learning. There's all these things that can help you facilitate or say, help me facilitate. Um, but at the end of the day, if my client's not getting better and I'm coaching them, I have to accept that that's my responsibility. I, I haven't helped them in a way that I should or I haven't communicated in a way that I should that's helped them get to where they want to be. And on their end, they need to accept that, hey, if they're not getting better, that's on their shoulders. So maybe they're not putting the work in or maybe, you know, whatever that thing is that's not getting done. It's all relies on our shoulders. And accountability is a really good thing. It's a really good thing for learning golf. And we can broaden that out to a lot more than just golf. It's a really good thing in personal relationships. It's a really good thing across the board. So didn't know you were getting into that conversation today, did you? Um, it can be hard to look in the mirror. It's important, though. Uh, that self-reflection is really important. And sometimes, you know, it's easy to not self-reflect because we could call our life busy or maybe we're running a lot of different directions or whatever that thing is. So it's important to set aside that time that you can do that kind of internal work and, and look look inside to figure out, hey, why isn't this thing going the way I want it to? What's, the, what's keeping me from there? Let's call it a wrap there. Appreciate you for being here. That was a fun podcast. I like talking about the things that might be a little more uncomfortable to hear on the lesson T um, because all this stuff really matters. And if improvement is our North Star, we have to talk about it. We have to understand it and we have to be able to work through it. Anyway, you all, thank you so much for hanging out for another podcast. I'm going to sign off this thing. It's been a fun one. Um, share this with a friend. Share it with a slicer in your group. Leave it a review. That stuff helps more than you know. I'll catch you back here same time, same place next week. He's crazy.